You're listening to the Tranquility Tribe podcast, an empowering space for all parents from conception to childhood. In this podcast, you'll explore your birth options, hear from experts in the field, learn to embrace self-indulgence, and prepare yourself for parenthood with Haiti. She's a coffee connoisseur, lover of deep belly laughs, a big-time tailgater, and your neighborhood birth junkie. From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, Hee. Hello, villagers. Happy Tuesday. It's the beginning of another week. That means it's another week for you to take control and totally rock out. I believe in you. Believe in yourself. You're listening to episode number 43 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. And today, I have Tiffany and Erica on the show. They are the founders of Fuel Up TV and Fitness Foods. I get asked dietary questions and detox questions all the time, so I know it's been on your mind. I brought in the experts because I wanted you to hear it straight from them. I'm so excited for today's episode. Get out your pen and paper because you'll want to be taking notes. I'm so excited to welcome these sisters, best friends, and business partners, Erica and Tiff. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. I'm so, so excited to share really all the pieces of this episode. We're going to go through, um, you know, eating right and staying healthy during your pregnancy all the way to their relationship as sisters and them running a business. So before we, um, before we dive into you being sisters and business partners, can you tell us a little bit about fitness foods? Yeah, fitness foods, uh, since a young age, I've been a bit of an entrepreneur looking for ways to make money. I would uh, set up lemonade stands on my street, but uh, I would uh, block off the road with saw horses and two by fours so that no one could get by unless they bought my lemonade. So I feel like I was always on the path to have a business. Uh, and fitness foods kind of just gradually happened. I'd always had a passion for food since I was young and I wanted to be a chef since the age of 12. And uh, when Tristan was one, I went to culinary school and shortly after I started a personal chef and cleaning company. And I was hired by a holistic lifestyle coach. Uh, His name was Jason to cook for him twice a week, kind of a paleo diet. And this was almost 15 years ago, and this style of eating was totally foreign to me. Uh, But I accepted the challenge, and that job entirely turned the direction of my life. At that time, I was eating a primarily processed diet consisting of cereals in the morning, things like Kraft Dinner or Mr. Noodles, Campbell's Soup for lunch. I would eat some vegetables for dinner, but also a lot of processed stuff like box lasagna and frozen soy pump chicken. Consequently, my son was diagnosed with ADHD at the age of five, and I talked to my friend Jason about this and told him that the doctors wanted to put him on Ritalin. Uh, Jason helped coach me on how to change his diet to prevent him from being put on Ritalin. I took gluten, food dyes, sugar, preservatives out of his diet, 
and he did like a complete 180 hee hee. Um, so he was still an outgoing kid, but was able to sit still during lessons and control his behavior during class to get his work done. If I so much as gave him ketchup, which has sugar in it, he would be bouncing off the walls. And then when I took gluten, sugar, preservatives, and food dyes out of his diet, it pretty much cut out processed foods. Everything I had been eating from a box or can had these ingredients in it. I started cooking everything for Tristan from scratch. Instead of sandwiches, I would make big pots of soup and put it in his thermos for lunch. And yeah, fast forward 10 years, uh, people started to become much more health conscious. The paleo diet became popular. And since I had been cooking like this for many years, I had friends and family asking me to cook the meals. So I started getting busier and busier. I had often thought about making it a bigger business, but my lack of computer skills is what prevented me from going any further. At the time, Tiffany was in finance, but I asked her if she would want to come join me and um, do the stuff I didn't love doing, the computer work. And so she did. She created the website, took care of clients and customer service, events, bookkeeping, and managed the packing section of the meals. When we first started, we both wore so many hats. I worked with the staff, created recipes, did all the cooking, and also attended some of the events with Tiffany. That is, wow, super incredible. What an inspiring story. So it's really, really interesting to hear you talk about your son's um, intolerance for the things that are in our food now. I just attended a conference and um, it was actually a chiropractor speaking and she said, we live in such a backwards world where there's real lemon in our furniture polish in all fake additives and um, you know lemon flavored things in our food that we eat every day. Um, I think the even the ketchup thing really listeners are you out there thinking like whoa that's incredible and I'm sure some of you might be thinking that 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 your child might could benefit from um, a diet change. That's fascinating to hear that. So what inspired the two of you to go into business together? So um, I hear how your journey kind of happened, um, but was there ever a point in time where you sat down and had to consider whether you were going to do this together? Not really. I think it was just kind of, Erica said, hey, do you want to do this with me? And I pondered it a little and I was doing insurance, so I could do them both at the same time. So when we when I said yes, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just said yes, and we started doing it, and then before you knew it, the insurance weaned out because I had no time for it, and fitness foods just kept growing, and we just literally taught ourselves how to do everything. We didn't have any business experience. We didn't make a business plan. We're like, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants. We're going to wing it. That's kind of been our motto. <laughs> not, not that we suggest that for everyone. It's great to have a plan. I mean, we had a plan in our head, but we felt like we're, we didn't jot it down. We didn't jot it down step by step. We made vision boards. So <laughs> I don't think that we knew what we were getting into. He, no. like when it comes to starting a business, I, I don't think we were actually prepared for what it takes to run a successful business, to be honest. 
I can resonate with that 172%. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Right. So I was just looking in the mirror this morning, thinking to myself and, and like talking to myself and, you know, telling myself, all the things I was going to do today and setting, you know, my um, intentions for the day and repeating my affirmations. And then I thought like someone along the way just said, sure, if you want to start a business, do it. Like you don't have to have any requirements. Right. And that's me. Sometimes I still wake up and it's so surreal and it's also been such a learning experience. So I hear you on that a hundred percent. Um, Wow. Yeah. Being, being an entrepreneur and starting a business is something that seems really glamorous from the outside. And I think that it has, it has amazing parts. So I wouldn't trade it for anything, but holy moly, the crummy lows are like the lowest of lows. They're really hard. So yeah, I, I hear you on that. Mm -hmm. So before we dive in too far to all of our next portion, I wanted to mention as always, keep your heads on people. We are not your doctors. We are definitely not your specific doctor. We're just three gals talking about the experiences that we've seen or we've had ourselves. So when we talk about um, preventing diseases with foods, what are the most common problems that you see easily treated by changing your diet? And listeners, if you have something that's ailing you, what if it could be resolved by, you know, just a simple diet change or lessening something and adding something else? Um, I think this is going to be a really, a really hot topic. Yeah, of course. We get all walks of life um, with our business fitness foods. Um, people coming to us, weight gain being primarily number one, but low energy, sleeping problems, moodiness, skin problems, bloating, all those types of things. Um, and it's crazy to see the difference from people just cutting out certain things like simply cutting out gluten and sugar can have major benefits and that's all you need or you just have a small intolerance to one specific food. Um, we've had clients do complete transformations by simply sticking to a whole foods diet. Not that you can't ever eat bad stuff, but it's everything in moderation. But definitely in the beginning, when you're trying to hit that goal, we would suggest doing it, sticking to it for three weeks to a month, very strict, because you you have to rid your body from all those toxins. Nothing's going to happen overnight. Um, and this totally depends on each individual's needs, of course, and what their eating habits are to begin with. Maybe you're already eating super healthy and you're still not seeing your results. It might be something that has to be tweaked. But for the majority of people just wanting to start out or trying to get healthy, cutting out gluten and sugar is probably one of the easiest, not easiest things to do, but it's one of the major things that you will notice a difference right away. And you'll go through things like headaches, even more moodiness, being so tired, lethargic the first week. But then if you can get past that and start to feel good, it's just amazing what the body will do. Yeah. If I could just touch on that, sugar withdrawals are intense, very intense. And we've both seen them. It's a real thing. We've both seen them. And, and then also, you know, we touched on the ADHD, but 
also, you know, diabetes, things that can be prevented too, right? Like if you're eating a whole foods diet, you can prevent things like diabetes. Um, even, you know, bad nutrition is linked to cancers. And now they're saying um, eating bad foods also creates a bad gut and bad gut is connected to the mind. And this is just becoming more popular with things like MS, Parkinson's disease, autism. So for us, food is everything. If you can eat a whole foods diet and stay away from processed foods, you are preventing a whole host of diseases. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting into a topic of gut health, which leads right. me to the microbiome rabbit hole, right. which is just somewhere that I could be for ages, right? right. Like it is really, really incredible. Um, the differences that, that I notice too when I eat right versus when I don't eat right because I definitely don't eat right all the time. Um, and it seems to come in spans. So I seem to like be really good and eat really healthy. And, you know, I went to the store and my fridge is full, but as my fridge gets empty, I begin to eat out and then I'm stuck in this cycle and for sure. So Wow, that is just mind-blowing. I'm still a little bit stuck on the microbiome because that is truly a rabbit hole for me. I love it so, so much. And, and I think that your food is definitely connected um, to all of that. So what about um, in pregnancy? What are some of the great food or diet changes that can made for common challenges faced um, in pregnancy? So um, I'm specifically thinking of like morning sickness, low iron, stuff like that. What do you see? What are people coming to you about and what are you telling them to do about it? Well, just from my personal experience, considering I'm about to pop here, so it's fresh in my brain. <laughs> um, of course, you're going to have those cravings and it's so hard in the first trimester. I know I could have done better, but by the second trimester, I was like, okay, to me get on it, you have to start eating for your baby. Because this is a crucial time. People are like, oh, it doesn't matter if I gain weight, I'll just lose it after. It's not about gaining weight, it's about feeding your baby. Your baby's taking all those nutrients. So to give your baby that head start with a good gut and a good mind, that's what you want. And we don't realize how important that is. And just from a lot of books, I've even started reading from becoming pregnant, I just, it was really a wake up call compared to my first pregnancy. Um, so yeah, morning sickness. I really enjoyed ginger drinks. Um, I love ginger kombucha and you get the added benefits of probiotics. Um, you do have to be careful though, cause this is considered a raw food, so it could carry, carry bad bacteria, but, um, I drank the GT's brand almost every day and I never had any problems with that one. So that's something I craved. Um, low iron and low blood pressure for me. I took an iron supplement and just tried to increase um, my water intake and then iron rich foods like liver, like a good clean grass fed liver is so good for you. Um, red meat, if you're more on the vegetarian side, nuts and seeds, lots of green vegetables. Um, and yeah, there's those days you just feel so faint and tired, like you don't want to do anything. So just, a healthy diet will actually give you more energy. And then um, another one for me was exercise. Um, to stay satiated, I would, I increase my healthy fat. So that's good for our brains. It's great for your baby's brains. Um, things like pastured eggs. I ate tons of avocado. I took a really clean um, 
fermented cod liver oil by green pasture, your baby's brain is growing like crazy. So increasing your healthy fats is crucial. And uh, I swear that's how, what helped my cravings. Like I'm, I wish I was craving more bad food because I'm like, I want to take a little bit of advantage of this, but I just don't even want sugars or anything. So it's really weird for me. And I, I think it's the really high fats. And um, I find for me, it's more adversities of what I don't want. So just try to get those veggies in where you can and the fruit. So smoothies are great. Smoothie bowls. Um, and yeah, just eating a whole food diet, like we say all the time, not just when you're pregnant or breastfeeding. For sure. I can't emphasize um, diet enough. So you mentioned getting fruits and veggies in anytime. I, that's always my go-to is to get your fruits and veggies because those are, um, you know, those are things that are generally sweet. And so if you can start by, I almost call it combating that sweet tooth with fruit, right? So if you can mm -hmm. satiate that sweet tooth with still sweet stuff, but maybe not chocolate, um, you know, by the end of your pregnancy, I think that you'll find it's just probably habit for you to reach for the strawberries or blueberries when you saw a commercial that has chocolate cake on it, right? Mm -hmm. I also love that you mentioned healthy fats. Um, in another previous episode, we talk about um, having healthy fats uh, in your diet for just in general, right? So not necessarily in pregnancy or postpartum or breastfeeding or because you're pregnant, um, but just in general. So many people I think are so concerned though about what they're gaining in pregnancy. Um, and this for our listeners out there is based on what you weighed um, when you got pregnant um, and also your health history. Again, we're not your doctors. That's not what we're here to talk about, but it is important to know that everybody gains a different amount of weight based on what you need and your baby needs and, um, you know, all the things, but it's very specific to you. So keeping that in mind, I know that, um, people are always interested in, in what can you eat in the postpartum, um, obviously to help maybe, um, lose some of the weight, um, but also, with balancing hormones or um, postpartum healing is a big one that I hear and keeping hydration. Um, I often recommend fruits versus salty things because that just makes sense. Um, you know, your skin changes, your hair changes. What do you guys recommend for um, birthing people who just had a baby? Yeah, well, for me personally, I guess I could go into the breastfeeding. Um, I still haven't figured out the cure for healthy hair because I lost all my luscious locks once I had my son and it makes me cry literally on the floor, hair everywhere. But you know, like Tiffany had said, I'm a huge fan of the fermented cod liver oil. I had that while pregnant and then breastfeeding and it really helps your hair and your nails. And, uh, and also really, if I don't have my cod liver oil, I start craving junk. So I, always had that it's really good for the healthy fats for the baby as well um, lots of avocado raw olive oil raw cheeses I like nuts and nut butters um, eggs pasteurized eggs especially the yolks uh, I also eat pasteurized meat beef pork and chicken um, 
I cook with my pork lard and coconut oil, and I make sure to drink a lot of water, which I find helps with my milk supply, especially in the beginning. If I wasn't getting enough water, I would see it in my milk supply. So all of those types of food are good for postpartum, not just for you, but for baby, for breastfeeding, for energy, for yourself. And this style of eating, it helps with those, but it, it, you, you can continue this on and always have those healthy benefits, not just for postpartum, right? Continue on, gets you more on track when you're thinking about somebody else, like your new infant. But if you can continue doing that, it's especially great for yourself as well. Absolutely. I mean, we always say you can't pour from an empty cup. And I mean, you're not going to be able to care 100% for your family if you're not at 100% and your health is so much of that. It's super tied to that, right? I love it. So what do you, or is there anything different that you suggest for parents um, who are maybe dairy free? Because a lot of that I heard um, dairy in there. And sometimes that is something that must be cut for breastfeeding or pregnancy or, you know, for various reasons. Absolutely. And I think I'll let Tiffany touch on this because I do have a lot of grass fed cheese. I do eat that. But Tiffany, doesn't so much. Maybe you can explain about your cashew spread and then also yeah. your um, cashew milk that you Yeah, use. so I'll, I'll just make like batches of cashew milk from scratch. Super easy to make. People think it's hard, but once you get doing it, it takes maybe not even 10 minutes and that will last you three or four days. And I do like cashew spreads. But yeah, when you are breastfeeding, especially in the beginning, it dairy can have a little bit of... Um, Upset the baby's tummy. Yeah, exactly. Can upset exactly. the baby's tummy, but it also depends what kind of dairy you're eating and where it's coming from. So sometimes people will think that they have a dairy intolerance, but it's just really they're eating such high, highly processed, um, poor quality, full of hormones, that type of stuff. So I've noticed personally, if I'm eating like a grass fed cheese, then I'm totally fine. But if I go and drink a glass of regular milk, I, I, can't, I can't handle it. Yeah, and me and Tiffany, um, just quickly touching on that. We had acne for years and years and years until our mid twenties. We used to drink a four gallon jug of conventional milk probably every three days. Mm -hmm. When we took that milk out of our diet, totally cleared up our, um, our acne. And I don't want to veer too far off topic. That's when we got to really looking at what kind of dairy are we eating? And that's really important, not just organic, but a pasture raised cow. Um, primarily whose diet is grass, but it's meant to eat, makes a huge difference. So if you are going to eat dairy, just be mindful of the dairy you are eating. That is incredible. I love the stories like that, that are just like very mind blowing like that. That is really, that's wow. That's really cool. So you know, um, having that kind of food in your home for yourself is also going to affect what your kids are eating. So um, whether you're breastfeeding or you have uh, maybe a toddler that you're not breastfeeding anymore, your kids are going to have um, kind of the ripple effect, right? So shifting into foods for little ones, what do you recommend as first foods to introduce um, to little ones who you know, you're ready for solid. So um, whether that be purees or baby led weaning or finger foods, what do you recommend? Yeah, I started Leo with mashed avocado and bananas. So this is totally different this time around compared to 16 years ago when I had my first son. 
because my first son is 16, when I started with the, the cereals, the rice cereals, which are really low in nutrients. So this time around, I've done things a little bit different. I started Leo with some mashed avocado and banana. Then um, a few weeks later, I gave him some egg yolk. And then shortly after that, I made him liver pâtés, which I would mix with different vegetables. Um, I always use whole foods, things that come from nature, and I'm waiting until he's one until I give him any grains. Uh, I used to make baby food, but now I just chew whatever I'm eating and give it to him like a baby bird. <laughs> Tiffany's mother-in-law is from a village in Croatia, and she laughs as I feed him and says it reminds her of her village growing up because that is how they fed their babies. I never read this anywhere. It just kind of came naturally to me. He has only two teeth, so I feel it's hard to digest food if it hasn't been chewed. And I've heard to slow down and chew properly as it's so important for our digestion. So I guess I'm just doing what feels natural to me. And I think that is so important for all moms to follow their gut instincts. What works for me might not necessarily work for you and vice versa. And I think it's important to allow and respect each person's own choices. This is what makes us human beings, and it's beautiful. I love it. The, um, the, the synergy between that mom and child relationship, you know, it, it just, it's super heartwarming to hear that villages out there still have, yeah, these very important and like deep-rooted connections between mom and child and they're very natural right and then when you do it here in America it is it's called out um but you guys are in Canada well I'm still I'm still called out but you know I've grown thick skin over the years and I do what's best for me you know mm -hmm. and it's same with breastfeeding you know a lot of people will get grief for breastfeeding over a certain amount of years and uh you know to each their own if you whatever you choice you make is the choice you make and you're doing the best you possibly can for your child. And that's all anyone can ask for. And we're all just doing this out of love. Like you're doing this for your child out of love. You're not doing it because of any other reason. So every parent's choice is just coming from a place of love. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all just doing the best we can. I think it's also really important with the tools that you have, right? So it's really important to think that not everybody has your toolbox and not everybody has the experiences that you have. So, um, yeah, try not to judge, try not to judge other people. You don't know what kind of tools they have in their toolbox. Um, I like it. I like the tangent that we just got off on. That was awesome. So for, for our picky eaters out there, um, what, what do you have for those parents who, um, you know, can't get their kids to eat anything other than mac and cheese and chicken nuggets and the occasional cheese stick, which is totally a win when they finally eat half a cheese stick? What kind of hope do you have for those kids? Yeah, me and Tiffany are a little bit different, you know, we're sisters and best friends, but of course we are individuals and I always had an eat it or get it the next meal rule. Um, I once gave Tristan chicken and broccoli, which he said he didn't like. I said, I'll put it in the fridge for later. He woke up the next day and I offered him the chicken and broccoli, which he refused. He refused it for lunch and again for dinner. And the following morning he ate it for breakfast. And ever since then, he's eaten what I give him with the exception of a few things like nuts and spinach. Um, I believe some tough love is good for a child. Allowing them to eat all white flour and sugars 
is setting them up for some major health problems in the future, as I know from experience with Tristan's ADHD. And I have a close friend whose daughter is celiac at the age of nine, which she attributes to their high carb, lots of pasta and breads diets that they had for years. And Tiffany's, yeah, you can tell your story. No, and I definitely agree 100% with Erica, but I know some parents are like, I just can't, or you know, you just don't want to see your kid having a fit or can't deal with it that day. Um, I'm just a bit more of a softy like that. I don't have the thick skin, but my son comes to Erica and he eats what Erica puts on the table. <laughs> so it just goes to show it does work. But, um, and it is a little harder for me because my son's at his dad's a lot more and their diet and eating habits are completely different than I would feed him. So he comes home from his dad's house and he's coming off this sugar high and I'm trying to wean him off and his attitudes are is crazy and I see the difference in him. He's very sensitive to what he eats as well. But I've luckily gotten his dad on the same page as me and well, for the most part, <laughs> a little bit more because he's seen the difference and it can be really hard um, because we want to please our children. And what I do is I just find stuff he likes and then I repeat that. So of I'm not feeding him macaroni and chicken nuggets every day, but he'll eat like just plain steak with salt and pepper and cucumber. Like cucumber is his favorite. If he could eat cucumber and mandarin oranges every day, he would. But, you know, that's okay with me because it is a whole food and it's better than giving him junk. So we, I kind of just switch up the proteins. He likes salmon now. He'll finally eat eggs. And that's the other thing. Stick with it. He didn't like eggs a year ago. And I just like – make my own eggs I'm like oh come on try it and I'll bribe him to, tr to try it for something and then like two weeks ago he's like oh I love this so now every morning we're having scrambled eggs and that just like makes me so happy to like, have him eating that you just feel so good inside when they're eating those clean foods but another trick I do is like he loves smoothies so I'll make him like a strawberry banana smoothie yes it's higher in sugar but I'm throwing spinach in there avocado um, an egg. an egg, a nice pasteurized egg. I don't mind giving him raw eggs. I know where these eggs are coming from. And so he is getting all his nutrients. So that's kind of how I kind of trick him or sneak attack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sneak, sneak everything in that I can in there. And another big thing is don't have junk in the house. If you're going to have that stuff in the house, it's going to be available and they're going to be pointing, crying, wanting that. Just don't have it around. Unfortunately, you can't eat like that either or have your stash somewhere if, if you need something once in a while or want to give them treats once in a while. But um, hey, man, that rule applies for me too. I jump in the house. There's a chocolate bar in the freezer. There's a chocolate bar in the freezer. There's a chocolate bar in the freezer. That's all my mind says. I just don't even have it in the house. Get yeah. it out of here. Even my fiance knows that. Like if you got junk, you better be keeping it in the car and you better hide the car because I'll find that too. <laughs> It's when we're overtired or have those cravings, right? So, and then quality foods, of course, is a big thing too. If, if you can't get these healthy foods in them all the time, at least when they are eating well, like get organic foods, pastured meats, that sort of thing. That's awesome. I love um, that you, you touch on that every family is different because it's funny. I always loved going over to um, other friends' house, right? Because their rules were different. That was cool. And they always came to my house too and loved the selection of food that was at at my house. So it just goes to show that kids are very adaptable. So don't be afraid to change up your routine if it's not working for you. If you do think that you should cut something, um, I almost say 
take a ripping the bandaid uh, approach off to it. It's better to just like do it. So go home today and just get rid of all the junk, just dump it in the garbage and then put it out by the street. You know, it's kind of, kind of the same thing. I grew up in a house where, um, we weren't really allowed to have um, processed food. So um, when my dad would go out of town for work, my sister and I would have like special requests and they would be processed food, like hot dogs. And we got them like once a year or something like ridiculous. And they were such a treat. Um, but then we did, we grew up with a candy bar drawer because we um, were chocoholics. I still love chocolate. I don't have it near as much um, as I you know, did kind of in the past, but I still love chocolate and it was everything in moderation. Um, but then we had a rule about eating that you did have to eat everything on your plate to have chocolate. So you could have chocolate and they were the miniature little, the teeny bars, right? You were allowed to have one miniature after dinner, but you had to eat everything on your plate and mom fixed your plate. So it was like, if you didn't like carrots, she wouldn't give you a whole heaping, but she would definitely give you seven and you had to eat all seven and it was so painful, but you did it for that, for that miniature crunch bar. Like I remember literally choking down carrots being like, I'm doing this for the crunch bar. Like, you know, so I think that everything in moderation is good. Um, and again, for our listeners out there, don't be afraid to, to say like, this is not working for me. We have to do something different with our eating. Um, everybody in your family will see the benefits. It's, it's like a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. So shifting gears a little bit to the business side. Um, I know one of my burning questions, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are thinking the same thing, but What's it like to be in business with your sibling? Yeah, I guess we both have kids. I love how she laughs. She's like, ha ha. Yeah, you know, like we said, we didn't realize the journey we were embarking on. And in the beginning, it was very hard. I was a perfectionist. I'm not going to sugarcoat this and I'll be real with you guys. I was a perfectionist. I wasn't easy to deal with, to be honest. I needed this business to work so that I could feed my son. And so if things weren't working, I would often take it out on others, like my loved ones. I was in a constant state of fight or flight and I had to do some major work on myself. Um, I started to meditate and I became more spiritual. I read books on how to calm the mind and strive to be a calmer person. I hope that Tiffany can say I'm a better person now as I feel I am. Uh, Tiffany's always been my best friend. So even if we had a huge blowout, we would forgive each other the next day. You know, we'd have relatives being like, oh, are you talking to your sister again? Oh, yeah, why? Oh, because of this. Oh, yeah, we were over that <laughs> time ago, you know. And you couldn't do that with someone else. If I had a regular old business partner, the things that I'd said, we wouldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now that the business is... um systemize and I share the load of the family with someone else because at the time we were single parents now I'm engaged and Tiffany's married and I have to say sharing that family load with someone else you know I can breathe a bit a little bit of the weight has been lifted off my shoulders and now I find the business much more fun Tiffany and I are able to spend time together outside of work as friends and sisters again because for many years we ate slept and breathed our business to make fitness food successful. 
What do you have to say, yeah, Cece? I feel like working with me. <laughs> we definitely come a long way. I just look at the beginning stages, but that's like starting any business. You learn and you grow, and it's been five years, over five years now. So, and like Erica said, having the business set up and systemized helps the most. So we have, you know, 12 to 15 employees, and it's great. So we pretty much just deal with the stress of the employees now, what their needs are, um, and then the major things. But yeah, in the beginning, having no business experience, I was trying to teach myself how to do everything. And then Erica's trying to teach me as well. And we're just like clashing and getting in huge blow ups and just, just being overstressed and overworked and having no time for our family. And every time Erica would call me, I would like have anxiety, like, what did I do wrong now? Oh my gosh. Oh man. <laughs> it was, yeah, we get into major fights and mostly just because we were broke and tired and stressed out. But at the end of the day, no matter how bad it got, like Erica said, the next morning or even that afternoon would be like, want to go for lunch? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, and now I think we've, the biggest thing we've learned and Erica's grown and so have I is just we, it's okay if the business fails. That's what we, I'm like, we're like, came to that conclusion like if something were to happen and the business failed you know we're both in a better spot financially that it wouldn't be a huge deal and I think that was always our fear and the other fear of fail failing right failing, but not only that we were single moms we were taking care of two human beings on our own and I'm not we're not okay if our business was to, to fail but that's the way life goes sometimes yeah. and we're we are blessed now to have our husband and fiance who also share in the family, um, you know, and so I don't know that, I don't know if that's the same for other single moms. That fear for me that you can't take is mama bear instant. Like if I can't make this business work, I can't feed that child. And that was a scary thing to me. I think that's a drive for a lot of parent entrepreneurs out there is, um, you know, I'm doing this, for my child because X, Y, and Z. And it might be because I was missing all the important years of the life, because I wanted to have the flexibility, because, you know, whatever it is for you, I think that's a huge drive. Um, I also love that, you know, you say that it's very natural to work together and that um, you guys can have a, have a, I don't want to call it a fight, but, you know, I have an interaction, I guess. Um, and then just a few hours later have made up and realized that, um, you know, maybe it, it was just a miscommunication or that it wasn't actually that big of a deal. Or even if it was a huge life-changing deal, no matter what, you guys were going to get through it. I think that's something that um, a lot of mamapreneurs out there um can really benefit to hear is that no matter what is happening right now, um, you're going to get through it. I promise you will. So can you tell me who is in your village since you guys do so, so much? I know you both have partners, um, but who else? Do you have other people um, that are crucial to um, not only your success, but your sanity with, with keeping you sane, running a business, being partners, being a mom? Who helps you do it all? Yeah, you know, I think at the time that we started our business, our village was much smaller as Tiffany and I were taking care of our kids ourselves. And um, I actually had to relocate for the business 
down to the city. So I didn't have a lot of friends out there and our parents live in Kamloops. So um, Tiffany was in a new relationship with her husband who worked out of town. So the weight of taking care of the babies was on us. But now um, our village is a lot bigger. We live back in the city that we grew up in. I was able to leave the the city and move back to the town that I grew up in. So we have a lot more friends and a better support system here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tiffany, you know, both of our par- our partners are so encouraging and supportive. Uh, and that really helps, you know, I'm able to stay home with my son now and my eldest son now. He lives with me 50% of the time, which is such a blessing. So yeah, our village is getting bigger, and, you know, that's kind of why we started. You found us on our Fuel Up. That's kind of why we started Fuel Up TV, because we wanted to connect with like-minded people and grow our village. Like, I loved that term, village, that you that made so much sense to me, because before I'd met you, I never really – I couldn't put it into words. But that's exactly it. We want to meet people who are like-minded and – and gain, you know, friends, acquaintances, you know, who knows, maybe one day I'll be out your way and I can actually meet you in person. And how fantastic would that be, right? And just listening to your podcast now, I, you know, um, today I was listening to Jill talking about her massage balls. And yeah, it's just really, you know, that's why we started Fuel Up. And um, Tiffany, yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I agree, exactly. And we do have crucial people in the business now, too, yeah. who, who help us run it. Um, they're like our best friends. And, Family. you know, it, they have the same type of mindset we have. And they care just as much about our business as we do. And that's why we've been able to step away and raise our families. And that was our main priority. We're like, we're stepping away. Um, we have our general manager, Kelly. She's She has two kids who are a bit older, but she just is so passionate about this business and cares as much as we do. So it's so nice to have people like that in our lives. And, and she's a great friend as well. So, you know, yeah, our staff has become our village. It kind of had to become our village because we were spending 12 to 15 hours a day, literally up at three 34 in the morning, um, being at the kitchen all day long with this village that became everything for quite some years you know and it's just now that we're actually able to expand our village and look outside the kitchen because like I said before it literally takes eat breathe and sleep that business to get it off the ground it definitely does I um I 100% have a TBH village um but a behind the scenes village of course all of you listeners you're definitely in the TBH village but I, I do have a behind the scenes village because this this ship is just too big to sail by myself. Um, so one of the things that I love about your Fuel Up TV and for our listeners, that's their Instagram handle. So you guys can hop on Instagram and find them um, at Fuel Up TV. But on there, you guys give um, like life hacks for parents. So I was wondering what each of your um, your favorite life hacks was um, for parents out there. Um, for me. Yeah, I know we hear it all the time, but balance is key, and we've learned that the hard way. <laughs> make sure you make time for yourself, or you won't be any good for anyone else, right? Make sure your cup is full, like you'd said before. And, uh, yeah, we did learn that the hard way, but now we can treat ourselves without feeling guilty. Like, today, my husband's going to watch Leo and take him for a walk while Erica and I get pedicures before I pop. Just, just little things like that that we can squeeze in, and he's just, like, more than happy to take them. 
And like, I know even for Erica, it's hard for her sometimes to be like, oh, can you watch Leo? She feels bad, but we're more than happy and people are more than happy to help. And so just finding balance and not trying to do everything yourself, which it can be hard because like mom guilt is yeah, real. Mom guilt is real for <laughs> sure. You know, you want to be your everything for your child, but you know, sometimes you've got to take a little bit of time for yourself. And uh, I guess my life hacker, um, becoming a mom at 19 years old, I've had to learn some really hard lessons, but that is what life's about. We aren't perfect. We're just human. So just do your best. And if you make a mistake, admit it and do better. Tiffany was just saying the other day that I'm opinionated, but I am the first to say I was wrong. So my advice is to be open-minded and always open to learning new things. That is what has allowed me to grow and become the person I am today. I love it. Awesome life hacks. So um, what are your pieces of advice for parents out there since you're both parents and um, you guys have kids and age, you know, a really spread out age range what what is your what's your advice you guys are probably full of it give us your best shot well I don't know I guess for us I think what we've learned not just for parents but in general don't take life so seriously we are just always so stressed and and you know having a business people can be mean like customer service I let Tiffany deal with that because I don't know people think we're superhuman because if we make one mistake like look out people will come at you hard and before we used to take it so personally like our hearts would thump our cortisol levels would be through the roof i like cry because you want people to like your business you want people to like you and it's same with i find that goes into the kid into our children i want my child to like me but sometimes in life you have to set boundaries so you know you for me i just got to learn to laugh and let things go because uh, if you take it too personally, you're going to get really hard on yourself and that's not good for anyone. Yeah, I agree. You agree? I guess. Yeah, for sure. And we're both the first to harp on each other and ourselves and more so before. And now I think we, that's the biggest thing we've learned is just to kind of let things go and not take it so seriously because this is going to matter next week. And that's what I always put in my head. Okay. This seems like the end of the world right now, but it's going to matter next week. And if it's not, then whatever, we're over it. Will it matter next week, next month, next year? No. And, you know, and I keep on having to tell myself that too. Like what we're going to remember is the good times, not whether or not a customer was upset with us. You know, of course we care so much about what our customers think, but, you know, we're doing the best we can and that's all we can do. I could not agree more. I think those people who are really mean out there, I mean, people can be mean, um, you know, when they're threatened by you or they're jealous of you or, um, you know, there's lots of reasons for people to call me mean um, about your business. But the people um, who are mean about your business and they've like never used your services or they've only used your services once or they call and you are happy to fix it, if those people are still being mean, yes. Those people are not supposed to be in your village. You are welcome here, but it's clear that you will not fit in. Um, I Just for me, I have to keep that in the forefront of my mind that anyone who is ugly about me or my business, you were never meant to be in my village anyway. Um, yeah. We're happy to have you, but Amen. you'll stand out. <laughs> 
Yeah, sure. So where, where can people um, find you guys on Instagram, on all the handles, um, online? Tell us all your things. Well, like we were talking about, we just started at Fuel Up TV. So that's our Instagram handle for that one. And then we have our business fitness foods. So that's just at fitness foods on Instagram as well. Um, there's about five episodes right now on our YouTube series. So go and check those out. Um, we started Fuel Up to connect with like-minded people and share experiences with others and you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just what we're talking about today. So we're far from perfect, but we're just always striving to be better. So go check it out. Leave us your comments. Um, we have a website as well. So you can find everything on there, tiffanerica.com. And you can sign up for the YouTube series there. It's, you know, reach out, send us an email. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, okay. you know, and uh, let us know nice things only what you think. <laughs> we will not be entertaining any mean comments no so, <laughs> uh, lovers only and uh you know and we're just sharing what it's like for us as mothers because you know we both have children from previous relationships and that can be very difficult in itself and we're, we're just looking to to learn and to grow and yeah just connect with grow our village as he, he says i love it Oh my goodness. I love it too. That's amazing. And um, for all of our listeners out there, we will link their YouTube um, page. We'll link all of the good stuff for you. Um, as always in the notes shows on the, on the show notes. Oh my heavens. So um, yeah, check out all of their stuff there. Tiffany and Erica, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show. No to us. It's yeah. been a, such a pleasure. This has been such an amazing experience thank you again and i hope to get to meet you in person one day <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing i love meeting people in real life yeah. <laughs> as always villagers find your tribe and love them hard hi villagers hopping on here to ask that you hop over to tiffany and erica's instagram and show them some special love and congratulations for the birth of luca congratulations you guys did you know that you can join our online tribes? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook. And our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by Hehe. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at tranquilitybyhehe at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.